All right, welcome back to the third episode of the Triple D's podcast. I'm Devin, and I'm here with my boy David. And today we're going to be talking about some of the recent uh, stuff that's gone down in the NBA. Uh, today, Sunday, April 9th, we've just found out what the play-in matchups are going to be, and we found out what two of the playoff series are going to be, the 4-5 and the 3-6 in both the Western and Eastern Conference. We're going to talk about that, talk about um, some NFL news and some other NBA news that's happened in a busy day around the league. So um, I'm excited to get into it. You ready, David? Yeah, let's go. All right, I'm ready. So first thing I want to talk about, before we get into NBA, I just want to get some NFL stuff out of the way. So the big news of today is that uh, Odell Beckham has signed with the Baltimore Ravens on a one-year $18 million deal, 15 mil guaranteed. I mean, Baltimore finally did something. They finally got a receiver. This could definitely mean something for Lamar Jackson in terms of him staying because to me, it would be kind of strange if now he doesn't stay after they sign Odell. I don't know if they're buddies or not or whatever, but he got a lot of money. So, I mean, do you like this move for the Ravens, for OBJ? What do you, what do you think? Yeah, I really like it. I think that they could at least get another receiver, get another solidified receiver. I think that the Odell hates a little forced because literally the last time that he was on the field, he was still playing at a really high level. So it's not like, yeah, with the Browns, he didn't play good, but he also had Baker Mayfield as his quarterback. So I think that he can play well if Lamar stays there. I think it's still 50-50 now. Uh, it's definitely a better odd. But, uh, yeah, I like the signing. And he also definitely got, like, the money that he wanted. Yeah, I think it's good for the Ravens to finally get, like, a number one receiver. I mean, who knows if OBJ is going to, like, be as good as a number one receiver because – Obviously, we all know how good he is and how he finished off in the Super Bowl before getting hurt, but he is, he's older now. He's like 32, 33, something like that, 31, um, coming off torn ACL. So we'll see how he plays with Baltimore. I feel like this definitely might change the odds of Lamar Jackson a little bit staying with Baltimore, even if it's just for one season, because obviously Odell is on a one-year deal and Lamar's technically under the franchise tag right now, but... Um, I think it's a bit of an overpay for sure. Um, he got a lot of money, especially for not a multi-year deal uh, for a guy like OBJ, who's kind of has a big question mark above his head of how he's going to perform. But I mean, if you're the reason why I actually like it though, but even though I think it's an overpay is because the Ravens they got to do what they got to do. Uh, obviously, they could try to trade for like DeAndre Hopkins or something, but they needed to make a splash. They're gonna they're gonna invest in Odell Beckham, hope he can play good, and I think Odell's gonna be happy in Baltimore. Um, Maybe if Lamar leaves, if Lamar leaves, then maybe not. But I think you'll like it in Baltimore. I think it's a good signing, and um, I'm excited to see him back in the league after missing last year. Yeah. All right, so with that out of the way, I want to move on to the NBA now. So today was action-packed. Today is the last day of the regular season. This, this season flew by quick, in my opinion, bro. I, I don't know about you, but for me, I, it, it felt like opening night last night, bro. I know. I feel like it... No, I feel like it went pretty slow. Maybe not slow, but it was a decent pace. No, nah, I think I, that opening. No, nah, I think opening night was like forever ago, man. No, nah, this flew by, bro. Opinion. I can remember all the games in like November, December, like easily. I feel like it flew by, but we're here now. The play-in starts on Tuesday. Um, so before we get into some matchups and stuff like that, I just want to talk about some stuff that's happened today on Sunday. Okay, so today the Miami Heat played against the Orlando Magic, and it was Udonis Haslam's last game in the league. Uh, as much as hate as he gets for being old and taking up rush spot, whatever, they don't know that he was a really big contributor to the 2006 championship team and even to the 
LeBron, Miami uh, championship teams, even he was a big contributor there. You know, everyone loves him around Miami. He's a legend there. He's going to get his jersey retired, whether you like it or not. So, and in his game today, he played like 30 minutes and he scored 24 points. Bro, he was, I watched that first quarter. He was cooking. He was catching lobs. He was hitting threes. Man, that was like some some Kobe last game type stuff. That, that was just awesome to watch. And he got a rocking chair from Bam out of bio. That, that was pretty funny. Dwayne Wade was in attendance. It, it was just, it was, the vibes were high. You know, I, I liked it a lot. And I think it was a good tribute to a guy who, being undrafted, played 20 years in the league. That itself is a huge accomplishment. So I'm happy for him, for sure. Yeah, yeah it was pretty cool to see, you know. I mean, he hasn't played like, probably really significant minutes since in a couple of years really so that was cool to see yeah it was super nice to see obviously he played way more minutes than he has in like the past 10 years probably but uh really nice to see and man when he caught that lob i was like dang i didn't know he could dunk no more bruh that was that was something i would never expect to see in 2023 duncan robinson throwing a lob to udonis haslam I felt like I was dreaming, bro. That was not real. And then he was hitting threes. He was hitting turnaround jumpers. That was crazy, bro. But happy for him. Hope he enjoys his retirement. But um, hey, the Heat, they're, they're, they're not out yet. You know, they still have the playoffs to go. So we'll see if the Heat can make some noise for Udonis Haslam in his last, in his last couple games as a member of the Heat. All right, today in a big matchup between the Timberwolves and the Pelicans to decide who gets the number eight and the number nine seed in the play-in. The Minnesota Timberwolves, during a timeout, I, I don't know exactly what happened, but I saw the, the, the clip of Rudy Gobert getting into it with, with Kyle Anderson, slow-mo. They got into it, and this man threw a punch at his own teammate. That is unbelievable. Mid-game during a timeout, bro. That is literal crazy stuff. Like, that, that's, that's insanity, bruh. Like, how can you do yeah. that, man? That is one unacceptable thing. And then they sent him home. They, like, they literally said, screw it, bro. Get out of here. I'm sending you home. Dude, the Timberwolves season is getting flipped around at genuinely the worst possible time. They have a play-in game in two days. And now Rudy Gobert, who knows what's going to happen with him. And then obviously Jaden McDaniels. We're going to talk about that later, what happened with him. What an idiot, man. Like, no matter the circumstances, mid-game and the bench during a timeout, you don't punch a guy. And they're about to start scrapping. That's just unbelievable. That's one of the craziest things I've seen in a while, bro. Yeah, because they were finally starting to click, you know, after everyone said that the Rudy Gobert trade was one of the worst trades. Yeah. You know, just not good for, like, having two great centers. You know, Rudy, obviously, that's debatable. But, uh, yeah, and then Jaden McDaniels, like, punching a wall. Like, I don't know what he was thinking. Obviously, like, sometimes you let your emotions get the best of you. But, like, even then, man, it's like, it, like, why not just take a chair or something? Like, Bro. it's really dumb, man. Dude, that's the dumbest thing ever, man. I, Rudy Gobert, bro, who knows? Like, he might get, like, cut or something after that, like, this offseason. Like, that's seriously, like, you don't do that mid-game, bro. A funny thing I saw, I don't remember the exact tweet. I could pull it up. But, uh, Rudy Gobert... Let, let me pull it up real quick. Hold on. Um, let's see. Oh, okay. So on October 7th, when the news of Draymond punching Draymond Green came out, Rudy Gobert tweeted, insecurity is always loud. And yeah. then today, Draymond mm -hmm. just tweeted, insecurity is always loud. 
The irony is crazy, bro. And his situation is way worse in the middle of a game. And, like, it didn't even seem, like, that bad. Like, I mean, they weren't, like, in each other's face, like, like head-to-head headbutting. Like, they were just talking. And this dude, Gobert, is just, like, staring at him. And he just throws a sucker punch. Like, it... It's it's dumb, bro. It's I I don't know what's wrong with Minnesota, but yeah, it, that's really bad. All right, the next thing, as you mentioned earlier, Jaden McDaniel's punching a wall. I don't know how it happened, but I saw the clip. Like I don't know, like I don't know if he was like pissed at something he did wrong or something, but like on his way to the locker room, he just punched the wall, and he suffered a fractured yeah. right hand. He's probably out the rest of the season, dude. That has got to be the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my whole life. Genuinely. Like, that is unbelievable, bro. The Minnesota Timberwolves just crumbled in the span of, like, an hour. <laughs> like, it's hilarious, bro. That organization is will always be horrible, bro. Min- like, you, you will never see championship contending teams with good organizations. You will never see that happen, bro. Minnesota is a horrible organization, man. That that's just unbelievable, bro. What an idiot! Like genuinely, and that's like their best perimeter defender, a uh, huge part of their team. Start starting forward. I mean, so stupid, man. So so stupid. Yeah, they're definitely. I'd say that they're gonna get blown out in their game. They're done. I hope so, dude. I I hope Rudy doesn't play. He doesn't deserve to play the rest of the season, bro. I don't know what's gonna happen, but. Who knows with that team, man? Who knows? All right, one other crazy news that happened today is that the Los Angeles Lakers signed Tristan Thompson to a deal for the rest of the season on the last day of the regular season. Dude, what the hell? Is this 2016, bro? This man LeBron is just bringing back his, is just bringing his buddies on along for the ride. Like, I don't understand, bro. Like, the Lakers might not even make it out to play in, and he's over here signing Tristan Thompson. Dude, Tristan Thompson is cooked, bro. He's an analyst. Well, he's a trash analyst. Dude, this guy cannot play. Like, there is no chance they're going to throw out Tristan Thompson in a playoff series, bro. I'm going to laugh so hard if I see that man going up against guarding Nikola Jokic or something in a playoff series, bro. Like, that would actually be the funniest thing ever, dude. This is so dumb, man. And LeBron, every team LeBron is on always does these dumb signings, bro. Like, with that one time when the Cavs, like... Uh, like when they brought in like all the washed guys, they brought in like Derrick Rose, Dwayne Wade, Isaiah Thomas, like yeah. all, like out of their primes. Like, uh, dude, I don't know, man. LeBron just brings people back for no reason, bro. And they they cut Nuggets legend Devon Reed to do this, bro. Like it's stupid, man. They did bring Shaq Harrison, who I do like, who was part yeah. of the Nuggets, uh, two seasons ago now. So that was the only good signing that they made, really. What do you think about Tristan Thompson signing with the Lakers, bro? It's not, I really doubt he's going to play much. I mean, I, I just don't see him playing it's just very so much. Dumb. He hasn't been in the league in like two, three. This There is no shot. This is anything more than LeBron texting Tristan Thompson, yo, you want a contract to ride the bench the rest of the season? Like, there's no shot. Like, there's no shot that, like, Rob Palinka like, went and, like, scouted, like, hmm, who can we add to our roster if we're going to make a playoff run? Oh, yeah, Tristan Thompson. There's just no shot, bro. Like, this has to – this has LeBron written all over it, man. Stu- stupid signing, bro. Makes no sense. All right, two other uh, big news happened today. So we have two coach firings. Like, what's crazy to me is these firings happened, like, literally the second the game ended. Like, the second the yeah. hit zero zero, get your ass out of the stadium, bro. Like, so, first one that happened is Steven Silas of the Houston Rockets. He has, uh, 
The Rockets have declined his option, so he's out as head coach. I don't necessarily think Steven Silas is a bad coach. I see a lot of like Rockets fans uh, on Twitter and everything like talking about how he's not a bad coach, he's not a bad guy, but he is not the guy to lead a rebuild. You know what I mean? Like, and that's exactly what the Rockets are doing. Steven Silas, he's probably gonna, he's next year he's probably just gonna be an assistant coach, like he's been his whole career, and that he finally got his shot as a head coach. And I mean, yeah, it sucks that he got put in a put in a position where he's gonna have to like go uh, coach up all these young guys and whatever but there's a lot of guys on houston who have like egos and stuff like that like kevin porter jalen green josh Chris, like all those guys are just like young guys yeah. who are just like let me let me let me hoop man let me hoop or whatever they need like they need like a greg popovich or something to like tell them to shut up and like get them a system or something and steven silas is not that guy steven silas he's just not a good leader so i think this is the right move for houston so um among the candidates for uh who's gonna who the rockets uh head coaching search is going to consist of first is former Celtics coach Ime Udoka Golden State Warriors assistant Kenny Atkinson former Lakers coach Frank Vogel and if he becomes available this offseason current Raptors coach Nick Nurse those are some big time names and I want to hear your thoughts on who you think they could hire who you think would fit the Rockets job and do you think this was the right move for Houston Uh, I think it was the right move because I do like him as a coach but I think he was just overall put in a bad situation at the beginning with, like, James Harden just, like, playing half-ass, wanting to leave, Mm -hmm. Westbrook just being traded. And then, uh, yeah, like you said, they have a really young team who need, like, a more serious coach. Mm -hmm. And I think Nick Nurse would be perfect for that. I really like – I think he brings a certain intensity almost. I could, like, only imagine him how he is at practice. And he has championship, you know – he has a championship under his belt. So Mm -hmm. I would really like him to go to the Rockets. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Nick Nurse would be absolutely perfect. If I'm Houston and if the Raptors do end up uh, parting ways with Nick Nurse after this season, I would 100% go all out to get him. If not, I would definitely mm-hmm. also get Ime Udoka because he has uh, a championship run under his belt and he's also a uh, more experienced head coach. But I think Nick Nurse would be perfect for this team. Nick Nurse kind of did exactly to the Raptors what he need, what this Rockets team needs. He needs to flip every, everything around uh the only reason that Nick Nurse became the head coach of the Raptors is because Dwayne Casey got fired. Like, Dwayne Casey, he was not a bad head coach with the Raptors, right? But the only reason he got mm. fired is because he couldn't make it past, like, the second round. And the Raptors wanted to win a championship. Like, normally you don't see the coach of a team that always gets your team that far get fired. But the Raptors really wanted had those championship aspirations. They brought in Nick Nurse. He turned it all around. He got them a ring in 2019. And Nick Nurse, he's still a good coach. It's not like he's like not a bad coach anymore, you know? But the only reason he mm. would get fired or part ways with Toronto is because either, one, he wants to leave, or two, they just want a change in scenery. Nick Nurse, he's, in my opinion, still a top five head coach in the league. He is exactly what this Houston team needs. I really want Houston to bring in Nick Nurse because imagine Houston gets like a top two pick and they get Scoot Henderson or Victor Wembanyama and then you bring in a guy like Nick Nurse to coach up one of those young guys uh, especially generational prospect just like that I think Nick Nurse is perfect for Houston and I would go all out for him if he becomes available if not I think Ime Udoka would or Frank Vogel maybe would become the next best option yeah I mean Frank Vogel has never really been my favorite but yeah I mean it'd be 50-50 with him Frank Vogel, yeah, I mean, I don't know how good he is as a head coach. Obviously, we saw that with the Lakers. I mean, he was good with the Pacers, and then 
like for some reason i mean he was he was kind of thrown in a bad position to be honest like i wouldn't say darvin ham is much better of a coach than frank vogel to be honest um frank vogel was put in a really bad position with russell westbrook lebron and ad and the, the all the retirement home coming off the bench with like trevor Reese and all them so that's why i don't i don't really like agree with all the frank vogel hate he got i feel like the Lakers wouldn't be better or worse if he was still their coach of this season, like without Westbrook and with these all these new pieces. But um, I don't know. I think he just better fits as an assistant coach. So if if Nick Nurse yeah. becomes available, Houston needs to jump on that ASAP. All right. Next yep. next firing I want to talk about is the Detroit Pistons have immediately after the game once again fired Dwayne Casey, the former Raptors coach who I was just talking about. Dude, like this this is Dwayne Casey is not the guy to to like lead the rebuild. Dwayne Casey is a like championship coach or he can go be an assistant coach for a contending team. The Pistons if if you if you realize they in the, they've been in a rebuild for maybe what, 3 years now, like a full rebuild for like 3 years now, right? Mm-hmm. Or something like that. They it, they haven't like seen improvements. They're always bottom 5 like like the Thunder, for example. You see the Thunder, they've already taken that step. They're going to be in the plane this year, like in their rebuild. Houston, obviously they're still at the bottom of the barrel, but you can see that their talent is developing. Who do the Pistons have that really excites you? Like, I, I can't, really can't name anyone. Like, yeah, they have some young guy. Like, Jaden Ivey, he's still developing. He didn't have the best rookie year. Uh, they have a bunch of a big men. They have James Wiseman, Isaiah Stewart, uh, Jalen Duran. But Dwayne Casey doesn't like to play his young guys. He plays Marvin Bagley over Jalen Duran. He plays Corey Joseph over Jaden. I like it's stupid. Like he and that's why he's out because the guys he plays makes zero sense. Why does a 15-win team with the worst record in the league need to play a 30-year-old veteran over over a 21-year-old first-round pick? Like it, yeah. it it doesn't make any sense. So I think this is a good hiring for them and for them some uh some possible head coach han- candidates are once again Ime Udoka and Bucks assistant coach Charles Lee. I don't know much about him, but I mean, Darvin Ham was a Bucks assistant coach. Any Bucks assistant coach seems to be a good candidate for a job. So let me know what you think about Dwayne Casey being fired and about who could possibly be replacement. Yeah, I think Detroit would be the type of team to uh, get Ime Udoka. I think that he could like really use their young talent. Uh, yes, they don't have as much as like other teams in the league. But I think, you know, personally, I love Cade Cunningham. I think he oh, can yeah, be really great. But, yeah, yeah, yeah I was going to say that, too. Yeah, like, Cade yeah. Cunningham is literally there. Oh, my God. But, I yeah, mean, uh, I think, yeah. yeah, I think Ima Duka fits them pretty well. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, he, he kind of joined the Celtics, like, uh, when they were, like, not low, obviously, but they had young guys on the team. So I think he can do the same thing. I mean, Ima Duka, obviously, with all the drama that's happened, him being fired after Joe Mazzulla, uh had a really good season this year with the Celtics. He he needs a fresh start. He I, I doubt that there's going to be any contending teams this season that are going to fire their coach. Only the bottom of the barrel teams, I feel like, there's going to be coach firings there. So I think he just has to start start somewhere. He has to have a fresh start, you know? And I think Detroit's a place for him for sure. And, um, yeah, that's why I think Ime Udoka is probably the lead for the Pistons head coaching job. But I wouldn't be surprised if someone else gets out. I don't necessarily know who, though. It, P- Detroit's yeah. an interesting team. Because they also have a chance to get top three pick. Uh, get They have good lottery odds with one of the worst records in the league. So it'll be just awkward if they get the number one overall pick. Because literally all their young talent is big men. Like they have Jalen Duran, James Wiseman, 
technically Marvin Bagley, Isaiah Stewart. Like, if they have the number one overall pick, either one, they can trade away all those guys for something big and draft Wembyama, or they could possibly get the biggest package in NBA history if they trade the number one overall pick, although I don't think they're going to because you can't trade away a chance at uh, Wemby, but... Yeah, so I think it's a smart move to fire Dwayne Casey. He had nothing going over there, but Dwayne Casey, I think he can still be a head coach in this league for sure. I I, I think for sure he can definitely still be a head coach uh, somewhere else. And if if he, if he doesn't get one this season, I feel like he'll definitely hop on as an assistant somewhere. Yeah. Okay, last thing I want to talk about before we get into our uh, like playing predictions and all that is Kenneth Lofton Jr., who actually just got signed to a guaranteed deal um, for the Grizzlies. He dropped 42 today in his first game with his new contract. 42 points. And he came off the bench, I'm pretty sure, too. Kenneth Lofton, he has so much talent. Like, it's unbelievable. Like, these guys that, like, the Grizzlies are really good at finding talent, man. I mean, yes, they did. They waived first-round pick Kennedy Chandler, which kind of made no sense to me for Kenny Lofton. But... At this stage, I can see why now. I mean, Kenny Lofton, he's just, he's really like the definition of bully ball. He plays perfect bully ball. He's uh, he's a post beast. He just posts up his guy and he just uses his big body to get buckets. I mean, he, he's a good player. He, he fits perfectly in the Grizzlies system. I doubt he'll play very valuable playoff minutes, but like, I mean, with Steven Adams now being out for the rest of the playoffs, which is really hurts Memphis before I get any more. I could potentially see him yeah. getting in. I just don't know how big of an impact he'll have. But obviously, putting out 42 today, that shows that he has skill. And if he can improve, he can possibly be a big part of this Grizzlies team. So another great find for Memphis in Kenneth Lofton. Yeah, I think he, I think if he maybe loses a little bit more weight and like <laughs> turns him into muscle, <laughs> I think that he'll definitely be great. So, yeah, I like him. Lose some weight, Tubby. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, bro. <laughs> oh, Rudy Gobert just released an apology. Emo- emotions got the best of me today. I should not have reacted the way I did regardless of what was said. I want to apologize to the fans, the organization, and particularly to Kyle, who is someone that I truly love and respect as a teammate. Yeah, I knew okay. you were going to release him. I mean, like, that. that's just like... Eh, nothing special, it's just... Okay. Uh, Baguette Biombo strikes again. Dang, man. The Jazz really gave up Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, Walker Kessler, Jared Vanderbilt, and five first-round picks for Rudy Gobert. That is the worst trade ever, literally. That is literally the worst trade ever. Like, that's unbelievable, man. All right. Now time for the big part of today's episode. We officially have all of the play-in tournament matchups set to go. The play-in tournament, super fun to watch, super exciting, fighting for as much as some people might not like it in terms of like actually like who makes the playoffs. It's fun to watch, so I'm super excited for the play-in tournament on Tuesday. So we're going to start first with the 7-8 game in the Eastern Conference. This is going to be the 7-seed Miami Heat versus the 8-seed Atlanta Hawks. The, they'll play in Miami as Miami's the higher seed, and the winner will play against Boston in the first round as the 7th seed. I'll let you take the mic, and I'll let you give me your whole breakdown on the game and your overall prediction. 
Uh, Lauder's saying that the Miami Heat are going to win it. But I'm going to say, I'm going to take the Hawks in this. I think that they have, like, well, no. The Heat do have, like, more experience. They were in the finals in the bubble, and the Hawks only have made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. But I just have a feeling that the Hawks are going to come out on top against the Heat. I think this one could definitely go both ways. I mean, this is definitely going to be a battle between Trey Young and Jimmy Butler. But what I think is the big difference is that the Heat and the Hawks played in the first round last last season, and Trey Young absolutely shot the bed. He got clamped up by a different Miami Heat player every single time, and I see the same thing happening in this game. I think Trey Young's not going to play good. He's going to be clamped up, and I have the Miami Heat winning. Man, the the, the Heat in the playoff, the the Heat are kind of like kind of like the Warriors in a sense, in the way we're like. Yeah, they didn't have the best regular season. Obviously, they would prefer not to be in the play-in as a seventh seed. But, dude, they were they were one shot away from making the finals last year. One shot. They were they were like 10 seconds away. They, they took the Boston Celtics to seven in the Eastern Conference Finals. And they have almost the same exact team with some additional pieces this year, even, although them being a seventh seed. So... I, I don't think Boston wants to, wants to see them, but I think Boston is going to play them. I have the Heat coming out in this one. It's going to be a close game, but I think Miami's definitely going to have enough to do it. Jimmy's going to have a good game. I think Bam's going to have a good game. Um, and I think Trey Young's just going to get clamped up, to be honest. So I have Miami taking the seventh seed in that one. So mm-hmm. next matchup after that is the 9 and the 10, the 9 seed Toronto Raptors, which is the 10 seed Chicago Bulls. Uh, they'll be playing in Toronto as the 9 seed Raptors have court advantage the higher seed so i'll start with this one i'll give my prediction i'm just gonna flat out say it i think the toronto raptors are gonna win they have way more experience in terms of coaching pascal siak they have so much better front court than the chicago bulls it's insane with pascal siakam scotty barnes uh chris boucher all those guys uh og ananobi i just think they're a better overall team than the bulls yeah the bulls may have demar Derozan and zach levine but I just think the Raptors are an overall better team. If you just look at how they play, the Raptors are a better team. Uh, as much yeah. as I could definitely like envision the Bulls like winning in in the case like Demar Derozan has a crazy game or something like that, which is definitely possible. Although we all know the story of Demar Defrozen, but um, yeah. So I have Toronto winning this one to move on to the uh, uh, next game of the plan. Yeah, I, I agree. I see the Raptors winning this. They just, I, I still do think, I kind of think it's a little bit of a weirder game just because both teams were really just mediocre this year. But at the end of the day, I do, I do see the Raptors coming out on top. Like, just more talent, a better coach, you know, more experience. Yeah, yeah I definitely think the experience is going to show in this one. Uh, the Bulls just they just don't have enough to keep up with Toronto in my opinion. I think Toronto's a far better team. So so if that holds true, our predictions, that'll take us then to a winner gets the 8th seed game between well let's let's say well we we pick different winners for the 7-8 game. Let's let's say it's the Hawks that lose. Let's just say the Miami Heat win. So then let's say there's a Hawks versus Bulls game or excuse me, Hawks versus Raptors game for the 8th seed. That would be so interesting to watch. I feel like that would be such a good game. Who do you think would win in a Hawks versus Raptors series? Or not series, excuse me, game. Yeah. Hawks, Raptors. 
I would take the slight edge over the Raptors just because the Hawks still are kind of in more of a weird state, you know, like midway during the season or a little bit after that, uh, they're, you know, they fire their coach. So I just don't see them like winning against a team like the Raptors. Mm-hmm. So you have the Raptors winning? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll take that. Yeah, that would, this would be a really interesting game. Before I get into the, I just want to mention that the duo of Trey Young and DeJounte Murray has been really disappointing, like, to be completely honest. I thought for sure they were going to be a top yeah. six seed. Like, and maybe I never saw that. Play. I mean, like, I'm not surprised, but yeah, I'm not I never surprised, saw it being but it, it's still disappointing, like, in terms of what yeah, yeah. his expectations. They, they, they're, they're a fine duo. They just aren't as good, so... Yeah, like I said, uh, Hawks with Quinn Snyder now as their coach. This will be a really interesting matchup because the Hawks have John Collins and Clint Capella to match uh, to match the Raptors' front court. And Trey Young, I don't know who's going to guard Trey Young. Maybe OG Ananobi. That's kind of a weird matchup, though. But so this will be a really interesting game. I think it'll be really close. But I mean, if I had to pick a team, I guess I'll take the Hawks just because I think the Hawks do have a better team. And, I mean, I, like you said, just two years ago, they were in the Eastern Conference Finals. But, I mean, mm. to be completely honest, neither of these teams stand a chance against the Bucks in the first round. Can we agree on that? Like, neither of these teams stand yeah, a chance. Yeah, we can so, agree on that. I don't think it'll matter that much. But if I had to pick, I'll take the Hawks. And But I think if the Heat do lose to the Hawks in the first 7-8 game, uh, I think they'll beat whoever plays. And I think they'll be either the Raptors or the Bulls for sure. That's my take. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's the Eastern Conference playing set. Now we can move on to the Western Conference, an interesting 7-8 game that'll be on Tuesday, the Lakers versus the Timberwolves. As we talked about earlier in the episode, the Timberwolves are crumbling at the worst possible time. The Lakers are hitting their stride at the, hitting their stride at the best possible time. I'll start with this one. If I had to take a team, I'm going to take the Lakers. The Lakers, they're, they're, they're just clicking on all cylinders. I think really... What happened today is definitely going to have an impact on, on Minnesota. Jalen, Jalen McDaniels is not going to be out there to guard LeBron. Rudy Gobert, who knows if he's going to play. And if he does play, you're going to be able to tell that there's something off with the whole team because of what happened. Um, and I think the Lakers are a better team. I mean, they have LeBron and Anthony Davis come playoff time. Like, that's 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 all you need to know. So, I think the Lakers will win. That would put them against the Grizzlies in the first round. And that would be a really interesting series. Yeah, so I think I think like the Wolves would have a decent chance against the Lakers, but I mean the Lakers are just overall I think better. I think for the Wolves to win, they would really need Anthony Edwards to step up, yeah. and I think he could. But uh, the Lakers, I think they they come out on top. Yeah. Oh, one thing I want to mention before I keep going: the only reason I would want the Bulls to beat the Raptors and then eventually beat the loser of seven eight. To be the eight seed, so I can see Patrick Beverly celebrate again, do his his famous celebration, yeah. <laughs> his famous uh, NBA championship win playing game celebration. I I, I want to see that. So that that's that's why I might be rooting for the Bulls because I want to see that really badly, because it'll probably be even more of a celebration because he's playing for his hometown team. That would be oh my god. That can we just talk about how that was literally that might be the funniest thing I've ever watched in my whole life jumping on the on the table like he's Kobe, throwing his jersey in the crowd, crying, running around yeah. with random fans. 
<laughs> Stand up now and face the sun. <laughs> Bro, that is the funniest thing ever. I just want to mention that. So that's why I want the most to win. But yeah, I agree. Anthony Edwards will definitely be the X Factor in this if he has a good game. Um, you know, they'll have Cat as well. But I think Anthony Davis just is better than Cat in every single category possible. Um, and he'll, he's going to win that matchup for sure. But if Anthony Edwards puts on a show, show how he's the next superstar in this league, how he's the number one guy on the Timberwolves, that's the scenario where I see them winning for sure. So, so next next game, the 9 versus 10 is the Pelicans without Zion Williamson against the young OKC Thunder. I'll let you start with this one. I think in this game, the uh, Pelicans are going to take it just because even though, yes, it's impressive that, like, even, like it's just a bunch of 22-year-olds uh, on the Thunder. Like, I think that they're going to kind of get a little shocked, except for Shy. He'll definitely play well. But the rest of the team, I think, is just not going to play that well. Um, so I think it, like, might be a blowout win for the Pelicans. But you never know. I completely disagree. I have the Thunder winning this game. I think the Pelicans are going to be shook in this one because the Pelicans never show up in the playoffs without Zion Williamson. I don't see Brandon Ingram having a good game. And I actually disagree about the whole team being shook. I do agree that uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander is going to have a good game, but I think that's going to anchor the entire team to play good. I think Josh Giddey is going to do his thing. Jalen Williams is going to do his thing. I think they're going to have an overall great performance. That team has great chemistry if you watch them the pa- in the, the past like two months of the season. And I think they're hungry. As as much as they might not win that next game, I have the Thunder winning this game. The Pelicans, it wouldn't surprise me if the Pelicans win simply because like they have the better team in terms of Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, Valanchunas, blah, 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 whatever. But I think Shea Gilgis-Alexander is going to have an amazing game against the Pelicans. Like really, I think he's going to have a great game. Uh, I think CJ McCollum. I haven't seen much of him from this from this year, so I I don't think he's gonna play all that good in the game. So I have the Thunder winning this one. Young I mean, team, I, yeah, I team, definitely see where you're coming from. I do see. I don't know. I think overall, in my argument, I would just say because the Pelicans are overall a better team, that's why I'm taking them. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Thunder do win. I wonder if Jose Alvarado is back. I like I I don't know if you've realized that, but I don't like pay attention to the Pelicans injury report or anything. But every single Pelicans game I've watched for the past since like the All Star break, he's on the bench. He's on the bench in yeah. street clothes. Like what what happened to him? Like what's like I, I need to look up if he's like back or what because like because he would be huge. It was either a knee injury or a shoulder injury, one of the two. Yeah, because he sure. would be huge. Um. Oh, on March twenty second, he he the Pelicans said he'll be re-examined in two to three weeks, so that means he's probably not going to play in the game. I feel like if Zion Williamson yeah. played for the Pelicans, then they would definitely take this one. But unfortunately, Zion, man, I don't want to call him a bust, but it is looking really bad, bro. I thought for sure he was going to be back in the play-in, and then notification came out that he's for sure out for the play-in and likely the whole first round if if they were to make it. I mean. It's just bad, man. He's super injury prone, and you hate to see it. He's such a special talent. Like, yeah, honestly, it's a, he could be a bust, but I think if he like, I think he's the type of player to probably have to sit out another year and then come back and play well again. Yeah, just because I, I, I don't know, man. His body's 
so weird. It's just, I know. He's not durable right now. Yeah, exactly. He's super injury prone. And it's like, you, you can't call the guy a bust, really. Just because of how good he is. He made an all-star team in his first healthy season. And it's like, he averaged like 28 a game. It's like, but he's just so injury prone. He's always mm. hurt. It sucks. So, so yeah. So, let's assume, let's assume a... Uh, eight seed win the winner gets eight seed game is between so we both picked the Lakers right so it'll be the Timberwolves against let's let's do both teams so let's do Timberwolves versus OKC first that game will be in Minnesota if that if that were to be the case Minnesota versus OKC who do you think is going to win that one I would give Minnesota the slight edge because uh, OKC would really be coming off that win with a lot of momentum, I would think, against the Pelicans if, they, if that were to happen. So I would give Minnesota the slight edge. Um, If Minnesota were to play against OKC in that game, obviously that game has the most extremely high stakes. You either make the playoffs or you miss the playoffs. I would give the slight edge to Minnesota just because I think Anthony Edwards is the best player there, and I think Minnesota has a better team. But upsets happen, so I'm going to take the OKC Thunder to make the playoffs as the number 10 seed. For the first time in, since the introduction of the play-in tournament, I'm going to take the OKC, the young OKC Thunder led by Shea Gilch Alexander. I think he's going to really show up. I mean, we all know how good he is. We all know he's a certified superstar in the league. We all know he can score. We all know he's him. And, but we've never seen him in the playoffs or anything. And I, I don't think it's going to be surprising when he comes and he plays amazing in these playing games. I don't think that'll be a surprise. So, although Minnesota's a better team, I'm going to pick the upset. I'm going to take the OKC Thunder in that potential game. So, next scenario. Let's imagine it is Timberwolves versus Pelicans for the 8th seed. That uh, would give Minnesota home court once again. Who do you think is going to win that one if that happens? Man, I think that's like probably a pretty even matchup in my opinion. I would, I might, I might have to take the Wolves again. I don't know why. I just feel like they just have more talent. I just feel like they're overall would be a better team than the Pelicans, yeah. especially with home court advantage. Yeah, um, I'm gonna take the Pelicans in this one just because I think they match up pretty good against Minnesota. And I genuinely believe in my head that what all that happened today is going to have such a big impact. Jalen McDaniels would have been guarding Brandon Ingram, and I think that would have been huge for them. And I think Brandon Ingram actually would have been affected by that. And the, obviously their chemistry is down the drain right now after what happened with Rigo Bear and Kyle Anderson. So I really think that's going to hurt Minnesota. So I think I don't think they'll make it out of the plane, like no matter what, to be completely honest. So I'm going to take the Pelicans in that potential matchup. All right, that'll do it for this episode of the Triple D's podcast. David, I know we're both super excited to watch the playing tournament. Uh, uh, next episode, we're going to give you guys our full playoff bracket predictions, who we think is going to win the title, who we think is going to win the first round matchups, all of it. We're going to do that after the playing games. It's going to be a great episode. Make sure to stay tuned for that. So with that being said, I want to thank you guys for watching. David, you got anything to say? No, thank you for watching. All right, thank you all for watching. Make sure to stay tuned for the next episode. See ya.